This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I can see the headlines in the Pittsburgh Tribune Review now. Internet crashes as all of Pittsburgh tries to refund Super Bowl trips to Las Vegas at once. Yep, that's the reaction, rightfully so, after a very promising preseason results in a thud of a regular season opener against the San Francisco 49ers. 30-7 Steelers lose at home to the Niners in the first game of 2023. Tim Benz along with Mark Madden right now for a Madden Monday podcast and the Fans First Network. And Mark, uh, this couldn't have gone worse for the Steelers. They were bad. They were beat up. They were ill-prepared. And they were outperformed by a good team from the NFC. Well, my biggest complaint, and certainly there's a lot of them, is that they weren't ready to play. They came out totally flat. They were five for five, five touchdowns with the first team offense in the preseason. And the first team offense in the first five series of the first real game gained uh, minus nine yards if you're counting the 10 yard holding penalty. So, how do you come out that flat when you came out so hot in the exhibition season? Now, I know the big scapegoat is Matt Canada, even though you have to be totally illogical to point at him first and foremost. Basically, T.J. Watt was the only guy on the team, you know, be it coach, player, whatever, that earned his keep, and everybody else was absolute crap. And now it's not a stretch, Tim, to be saying that when they host Cleveland a week from Monday, 
they're going to be playing for their season. If they start out 0-2 in that division, not not divisional foes, you know what I mean, 0-2 on the season, they're going to have a hard time digging out. And that'll be the fifth time in six years they've put themselves in a position to have to dig out after a bad start because uh, I, I just, I mean, I keep coming back to Tomlin. I think he's an absolute fraud, and I think today was another chapter of that. To underscore your point about the bad starts, yeah, four out of the last five seasons, they've been rotten in September, but strangely enough, they usually win the opener. Then they're just garbage after that for the next three or four weeks. They played against two playoff teams over the last two years and got wins on the road and still managed to put themselves behind the eight ball in September. Here they are to start this season, and they get their doors blown off at home by San Francisco, and Boy, they make Brock Purdy look like everything his doubters want to pretend he isn't. He shoved it in their face, particularly Pat Peterson, who said he was going to get a pick, said that the offense had tells, and then even in postgame said the tells were still there. I just didn't get the picks. Well, that's not too much of a make good on the explanation as far as I'm concerned. You know, Tim, I got to tell you, when Pat Pete came in, I thought he was a glue guy. You know what he is? He's just another black and gold guy who blah, blah, blahs. Um, I, I don't know if Purdy's, he's a glue guy, Mark, but I think he's being held together by glue. At least his ankles are after Brandon Ayuk shook him. Why is he playing on the outside? Why did I mean, I didn't see a snap count total, Tim, but how much did Joey Porter Jr. play? Just by reckoning, you know, watching, it looked like barely at all. Yeah, I've got to go back and look at the uh, defensive snap count, but I, I bet you it's less than 10. It certainly felt that way. Oh, and, well, what's going on with that? Why do we have to have a guy who they brought in under the premise he wasn't going to play outside, and put him outside. Why can't any of the rookies start? It's a badly coached team. It's a team that is run on the premise of, this is the way we've always done things. And uh, that is one of the catchphrases you hear with any failing business. You know, I look at Ayuk as a perfect example of your previous point about coaching. And Minka Fitzpatrick, when I asked him about why did Ayuk beat you guys so badly, he said he didn't have a comment for it. Well, the reason he didn't have a comment for it is he knows exactly the reason why, which is schematically the Steelers just allowed themselves to go after everybody else and kind of hoped that Ayuk wasn't going to cook him, and he did. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But I'm not sure he did a great job on anybody, are you? No. Uh, well, I mean, Debo didn't really hurt him all that much, and Kittle didn't hurt him all that much, but McCaffrey did, and certainly Ayuk did. I mean, I think it was 8-for-8 eight eight on receptions and targets, Mark, for the two touchdowns and over 100 yards receiving. Well, and the other thing, too, Kim, is that, again, to emphasize what I said a moment ago, Purdy's better than Pickett. All the stuff we talked ourselves into believing about Kenny Pickett in the preseason absolutely 100% blew up in our face, his face, everybody's face. He was just rotten. He was rotten. And I know people are going to make excuses, the O-line, and they weren't real good. But, I mean, it was the same old crap, too, with the game plan. Don't use the middle. Play it safe all the time. Deontay got hurt. Pickens looked like he was starting to get mad. But Pickett didn't get it done. And I, I had to laugh at him. Who was it? Was it Cam Hayward that tries to tag him Big Ken like Big Ben? He's more like Bubby Pickett. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, and again, Mark Madden with us is Madden Money Podcast. This will kind of tie back into the discussion about Canada getting the blame first. You can blame, we can blame uh, the game plan, you know, the design of the plays if we want, but 
Once the ball is snapped, occasionally it has to be in the responsibility of the quarterback who's throwing the ball. And there were plenty of balls that were poorly thrown behind guys, too far away from guys. I mean, it should have been three interceptions if a really good player in Warner doesn't drop one. There's tons that was just on Kenny Pickett's shoulders well after the play design of Matt Canada, open guys who were missed, etc. I thought the offensive line was real bad, too. I mean, I don't want to get away from criticizing Pickett. But, you know, this offensive line is supposed to be better. It simply was not. And Broderick Jones not playing, just like Joey Porter Jr. not playing. I wouldn't say Dan Moore covered himself in glory, would you? No, nobody did. And Bosa didn't exactly go off, but the defensive line as a collective, the front seven of a collective, as a collective made mincemeat of the Steelers' offensive line, yes. Yeah, but Pickett pick was awful. I mean, awful. I mean, you can't say he was close. He was close to being even worse more than he was close to being better. Yeah, exactly. There was at least the one drop from Warner, and there were a couple other passes that were interceptable balls, as that pro football focus stat likes to point out. I, I want to know how many people in the NFL, QB-wise, had a worse day than him. And I, I already heard it on the postgame show, Mark. A lot of people calling in to both shows as I was listening on my drive home, doing the whole, well, look at how much better it was in the two-minute offense when Pickett was doing himself. I mean... If anything, that was an indictment of two-minute defense than it was praise for Pickett Jim, and indictment want, of Canada. I want everyone to hear what I'm about to say, even though they won't, okay? The reason people see that is because they're predisposed to blame Matt Canada because they don't like him in the first place. The bottom line is your precious quarterback sucked and your precious elite defense sucked and everybody with the team you had pegged to go what, 13 and 4, 14 and 3, everybody but one player sucked. And maybe they played a really good team, but Tim, to accomplish something, you have to beat really good teams. And they weren't even close to doing that today. If I could say something to that Steeler locker room after the game, I would quote Logan Roy from Succession, and I would say, you are not serious people. And it could get worse going up against Cleveland. I know it's a home game, and I know it's Cleveland. Okay, their season's on the line. Don't you agree? I mean, I, I can't say that because of what we pointed out before. They always stink in September, and they somehow finish above 500. Or Jim, into if they lose to Cleveland, I don't care how much they rally. It'll be like last year. They won't be able to rally enough. Well, I always think that they're going to go roughly 500 in their division. They have a joke schedule. I can still see themselves, see them rather, in a position where they're sort of 500-ish, but that's probably not going to get the job done in the AFC this year. There will be at least five teams that are 10-win teams in the AFC this year. And, you know, let's go back to the whole analysis of where where they are versus where we thought they would be. Being the seventh seed and scraping in on a tiebreaker and getting your doors blown off by one of the top teams in the conference, that's not progress. And this was supposed to be a year about progress. And they're going to be 9-8 and eight again. I mean, like, you know, and hey, shame on me. I picked them to win today because I'm an idiot. I picked them too. Uh, you know, I thought there was something to how well they prepared themselves against Cincy and Buffalo during the long gap last year and the year before between the preseason and the regular season. That did not manifest today. And uh, I thought they were outcoached significantly. Mark, even look at the first defensive series for the Steelers. What did they do? Shannon, we talked about this all week. If they had Roberts out there in anything but a blitz situation, they were going to pick on him. And they went after him twice on the opening sequence with passes, and McCaffrey beat him to the edge for a first down on a run, and next thing you know, they're in the end zone. Well, I, I still can't believe they didn't play Joey Porter Jr. 
I, I can't believe it. I look at the bums who were out there, how Pat Pete did on the outside. I simply cannot believe they didn't play him more. And for folks who didn't catch the final score against the Bengals, no less, 24-3 to the final as the Browns beat Cincinnati. And Watson looked pretty good, didn't he? Uh, I saw none of the game. I didn't even look at the box score. Let's see here. 16 of 29, 154, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, doesn't sound like much, but it was enough. And if Tim, Chubb... I, I, I saw highlights. He was making plays. Mm-hmm. And if Chubb gets 106, you know, you don't need to do much more if you're only getting three points scored against you. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Cincinnati just hiccuped because, you know, the, the Burrow injury thing and just because good teams sometimes do that. But I, I mean, Cleveland ain't bad. I've been saying all along. I mean, I'd be shocked if Cleveland finishes with less than eight wins. That's where I had him. I had him at eight and nine. Uh, I thought no team in the AFC North would be worse than that. Uh, anything else, Mark, did, that, that jumped out at you? I mean, I know Baltimore won. They didn't look great in the process, and Dobbins got hurt. But I still think they're going to be well, about— what do we know about the injuries to Hayward and, and Deontay, Tim? You might be more up on that than I am as we record this. Yeah, groin and hamstring, I don't think either one was great. I wouldn't assume that they're either or both will be back this week. I mean— Hayward kept trying to play through it, which might have made it worse. And Johnson went down immediately and didn't come back and was ruled out fast. To me, uh, that's bad indication for a hamstring. Well, with the Cam thing, Tim, I don't expect the people out there to understand that because they don't have groins. <laughs> Mark Madden with us, Madden Monday. Uh, yeah, so anything else from the AFC, Mark, really catch you? Or anything else in the NFL in general really catch your eye? No, I mean, Jacksonville won, which I expected. They did win, right? They were winning when I last looked. Yeah, I don't think they covered, but they did win. You know, I like what oh, Peter you know what King they did cover. Said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Indy did not score on that last possession. So, yes, they won by 10. Well, I like what Peter King said. Uh, he's expecting Jacksonville to get the, the, bet, the number one seed. And he pointed out that getting the number one seed doesn't mean you're the best team. In this case, it means you play in the AFC South and your schedule crosses over with the NFC South. And they kind of proved one theory that I had, and I know you're not a fantasy football guy, but when people draft their defense, wait on a defense or just take the Jaguars, whatever you can, later, stream them or whatever, because they're going to play three crappy teams from the AFC South a total of six times. They just played one already. And then, like you said, they got the NFC. I, I don't know how good their defense is. I know how bad all those offenses are, though. Yeah, so I think they could easily like win 13 games, maybe more. Yeah, entirely possible. Because I think they're pretty good. I don't think they're great. I think the Steelers play in that division, they would challenge Jacksonville to win it. But they're going to win that division easily, and they have a pretty good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, way better than Kenny Pickett. I'm amazed. Like I go on Twitter, and I know Twitter is not reflective of the, of the citizens as a whole, but, but people just went right to blame Canada. That's why we lost. Got to get rid of Canada. One of the goofy Steeler blogs said, if this team gets rid of Matt Canada, they'll turn it around. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that is all predisposition. Am I right? It is because you had to look at Pickett today and see how much he looked like the guy before the bye last year. Like, if you put on tape of this game and compare it to tape of last year after the bye, it's not going to look the same, but it's going to look very similar to the guy that we saw before the bye, and he was asked to throw the ball 46 times today. They only ran the ball 10 times, and one of them was picking scrambling. Yeah, and I mean, I understand you got to throw when you're behind, but they couldn't run well, and the commitment wasn't there either. 
Hey, Mark, uh, real quick, one thing. I'm wondering if you're hearing the same thing I am. Uh, this is not football-related about the Pirates maybe getting on board with FSG after all. Are you hearing that might happen? I've heard that a couple times late in the week. I've heard that might be revisited. It's. I don't think it's close to concrete. No, I don't think it's concrete either, but I think it's the Pirates finally realizing it's the better of two deals for them, even if it does mean potentially having to shell something out up front. I, I'm surprised the Penguins haven't announced their announced teams yet. I thought that was going to happen Friday. Are they waiting on something from like corporate to I, I come through? I don't know. I just was told it would it would be decided by Friday. Why do so many people dislike Pierre? Why is there such a negative reaction? Twitter. To him? Twitter dislikes him, and so the networks dislike him. Pierre should absolutely still be on one of the networks. You know what else hurts Pierre? I'm being very serious about this with Twitter. Twitter likes that bro stuff, like Biz saying something, you know, inconsequential and in, unintelligible when he laughs at his own joke. Like, you know, that guy's got a heck of a salad. <laughs> and all the dopes on that show laugh along. And Pierre actually analyzes hockey. How dare he? Especially for hockey, since that's the game of the major four sports people understand the least. So when it's analyzed, it goes over a lot of people's heads. I just hate the way the media is. Tim, here's the thing. If the media is going to go to funny guys, then be funny. The, 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 the sports media's funny guys aren't funny. They just laugh at their own jokes. And remember when Jay Moore had a sports show, the professional comedian? Mm-hmm. Who just married Jeannie Buss, by the way? Yeah, I'm waiting for that to be in sort of like the postscript to Winning Time. Like if Winning Time was a reality show and they had the the episode where everybody comes back, I want to see Jay Moore be a part of it. Well, but my point is, and I do too, <laughs> my point is, if you're going to you know, have sports be funny, have a comedian be a color commentator, but they kind of tried that. Dennis well, Miller. Dennis Miller, and everybody hated him. Tony Kornheiser and, and to a certain degree as well. To a certain degree, that's right. At least he's funny. But instead we have, the, like guys, these guys have a mastered locker room, haha, but not mainstream funny. If you're on TV, you need to be mainstream funny. Joe Bartnick does that hockey podcast, professional comedian. He's funny. If you want funny, go get funny. Finally, Mark, Pearl Jam, Bruce Springsteen, and Guns N' Roses all canceled shows during the course of this week. Uh, I guess you're glad you got Aerosmith in when you did. Yeah, I have tickets to Guns N' Roses Friday in Miami. Is it canceled or is that one still on? I think they only canceled the one show so far, right? With Springsteen and Pearl Jam, I'm sick of them anyway, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Mark Madden, make sure you... By, by the way, what about what about Phil Jerkovic? Oh, yeah, we forgot about Pitt. Well, see, I usually stay away from college football because you told me you don't want to ever talk about college football. But if Well, this th- is different because, I mean, what a big freaking baby. But then again, Tim, he's been a big baby dating back to when he was at Pine Ridgeland High School. Here's a dork who, who's been a failure. More failure than success, certainly. Couldn't cut it at Notre Dame. Was mediocre at Boston College. Comes crawling back to Pitt. He's been in college long enough to have a master's degree and a doctorate, and he's talking about grown-ass men being pathetic. No, what was pathetic was his performance and most of his collegiate career. He's a big, whiny bitch. Well, he's in the perfect place now for that no one to notice or for anyone to care because it's about to disappear as far as relevance goes after this week against West Virginia. People will care for the backyard brawl, and then it'll fade away uh, with the way things are going for Pitt. I got to be honest, if he wants to be a big whiny bitch, he has the perfect coach to teach him. (laughs) Mark Madden will be on for Madden Benz Unfiltered, 9.30 a.m. 
on the Facebook live stream for Trib Live. Check it out tomorrow and listen to every Madden Monday podcast right here at Trib Live via the Fans First Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Work.